0: Coming up on this week's Planet Japan, we examine Matsuzaka's miracle pitch, the gyro ball, and we'll give you advice on what to do if you don't get enough sunlight in your apartment. Stay tuned for Episode 92, How Your Bra Can Stop Global Warming. Direct. From
1: Okayama City in the heartland of Japan, it's yet another episode of Planet Japan with Amy and Doug. Join them as they guide you through the wacky and the whimsical, the weird and the wonderful. From everyone's favorite planet, from sea to shining sea, it's time for another exciting adventure. And now, here's Amy and Doug.
0: So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. Well, unfortunately, uh, I'm just not in a joking mood tonight, and oh, so no? uh, I'm afraid I don't have a joke.
2: Oh, that's too bad. Yeah,
0: because we've got some sad news. What is it? After almost two years of Planet Japan, yeah, we finally decided that we can't continue and that this will be the last Planet Japan show. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Why didn't you tell me before?
0: Well, you know, it just recently uh, was decided, and, and I didn't really have time to, you know, give you a call, but this will be the last show. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, April Fools. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Well, it's almost April Fools. Yeah, almost. In fact, most people, by the time they listen to this, it's probably past April Fools. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, last week we uh, talked about how Japanese people, you know, kind of feel about April Fools Day. Uh, That was kind of interesting. This week we're going to do a little bit different uh, take on it. We're going to look at some of the very best April Fools jokes and some of the very worst April Fools jokes that people have actually perpetrated all right upon the public sure so uh, I found these on the internet we'll put links in the uh, show notes so people can take a look at them we don't have time to do all of them but uh, I chose some of my favorite ones good first we're going to take a look at some of the really terrible April Fool's jokes and then we'll Bad look ones. at look at some of the really good ones sure okay okay this is possibly the worst April Fool's joke of all time oh yeah okay this one took place over in uh, Romania
2: Hmm. ever been there nope
0: really have oh, you oh sure many times
2: Wow! On business
0: trip? <laughs> April Fools!
2: Oh, get it?
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Here's what happened in Romania. A newspaper there published a story. They thought it would be kind of a fun April Fools' joke to publish a story that uh, some of the uh, prisoners at the prison there, who had been held in these, this terrible prison for years and years, right. were going to be released. So they 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 wrote a newspaper story and said, "Yeah, they're they're going to be released. Uh, if uh, your loved one is in the prison, come on over and uh, and meet him." People traveled for hours and hours, days and days, to get to the prison in anticipation of meeting their loved ones at long last as they were released from prison.
2: And that was a joke. It was a
0: joke. They got there. oh, sorry, we're just playing an April Fool's joke on you. You can go back home now. Pretty funny, huh?
2: Uh-uh. No, they
0: they were not amused. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely were not amused by that. But, uh, yeah, that's the possibly the worst April Fool's joke yeah. of all time. Here's a funny one. I kind of like this one. Okay. If you ever saw the movie National Lampoon's Vacation, Mm-mm. have you seen that?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Well, there's a scene in there where uh, Chevy Chase tied a, a dog to the bumper of his car.
1: Okay.
2: He
0: forgot the dog was there, and then he drove away. Oh, no. Yeah.
2: That's sad. Well, that's
0: kind of funny. He have to, had to be there, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, anyway, uh, a guy named Paul Goebel, he saw that movie. He was inspired
2: Inspired. By
0: this act of lunacy. Oh, no. So what he did was he went out and he, he got a dead dog, a dead Chihuahua. I don't know where you go when you need a dead Chihuahua, but he, <laughs> he found one somewhere. He went to the dead Chihuahua store <laughs> or something.
2: Wow.
0: He found this dead Chihuahua. He tied it to the bumper of his co-worker's car. Uh, okay? Yeah. He thought that would be kind of funny. His coworker would be driving around with a dead dog, you know, tied behind his car.
2: Oh, that's horrible.
0: So. <laughs> So his, so his coworker comes out. Sure enough, gets in his car, starts driving down the street, dragging this dead dog. Uh, of course, the other motorists and people are, are horrified, and they're they're trying to motion to him and and honking their horns and right. stuff like that. It turns out the guy was deaf. Oh, didn't really hear anybody honking or screaming. And anyway, he uh, he happily drove on for miles until finally somebody did get his attention, and uh, our friend was arrested for. Um, Unlawful disposal of a dead animal. But how about this for a really unusual April Fool's joke? Sure. Yeah, Randy Wood uh, had just recently gotten divorced from his uh, lovely wife, and uh, he was kind of bitter about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So he called her up one day. He um, he said, "Hey, come on over to my house. I got something I want to show you." Okay. So she jumps in her car. She drives over to her ex-husband's house. Okay. And finds him hanging from a tree in the yard. Oh no! Oh my God! So, of course, she was terrified, and she called 911, and the firemen and the, fire, the, the policemen, everybody comes over, yeah. and they, they, they start to cut him down, and he goes, oh, surprise, I'm not really dead.
2: April Fool's. April
0: Fool's, I, I'm using this little harness thing. and it, uh, But I, I, I convinced everybody, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once again, and- once again, people were not amused. I know. And uh, the policeman told him he would face a fine up to $1,000 and a year in jail.
2: A year in jail. Yeah,
0: that was the possible penalty. Good for him. Indeed. Almost as funny were the DJs in a, at an Oregon radio station in 1999
1: okay.
2: who
0: announced yep. that the Ochoco Dam had burst, threatening downstream areas with massive flooding. So anyway, of course, uh, people were terrified. They heard this news on the radio and they they got ready to, you know, get the heck out of there. Sure. But later the DJ said, uh, you know what? Just a joke. Just having a little fun with you, with you guys. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? <laughs> I bet not. Once again, people not all that amused. No. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the maybe the worst April Fool's jokes.
2: Okay. okay. I'm waiting for the best.
0: Here are some of the better ones. Okay. Yeah. We're going way back to 1957. The BBC, who everyone knows, does not have a sense of humor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Played a little prank on everyone when they they showed a little movie, a little film on, uh, on their show. They announced that uh, thanks to a very mild winter, and the elimination of the dreaded spaghetti weevil, Swiss farmers were enjoying a bumper spaghetti crop. Yeah. <laughs> it accompanied this announcement with a footage of Swiss peasants pulling strands of spaghetti down from the trees. <laughs> Huge numbers of viewers were were fooled, were taken in
1: yeah.
2: by
0: this little uh, prank and uh, called up the BBC saying, Hey, how can I grow my own spaghetti tree? <laughs>
2: I want one, too. Yeah,
0: I want one of those spaghetti trees. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they they told them, they said, well, all you do is you put a little bit of spaghetti and a tin of tomato sauce and just hope for the best. It'll just start growing right out of the tomato sauce. Oh,
2: my gosh.
0: (laughs) Anyway, they uh, produced an elaborate uh, film to go along with this, uh, which we'll put a link to on the blog if people would like to take a look. I would love to. It's quite amusing. Really? Oh, sure. That's very That's a pretty good prank. Yeah. Here's another good one. The... uh, if you live in America, of course, you know, you know all about Taco Bell. Sure. High quality, very expensive, top of the line Mexican food. Now, in 1996, the Taco Bell Corporation, whose uh, logo is, you know, a bell. Right. They announced that it had bought the famous Liberty Bell in Philadelphia and was renaming it the Taco Liberty Bell.
2: <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> Hundreds of people were outraged and they called up the National Historic Park in Philadelphia. And they expressed their anger. Oh, yeah? Sure. But uh, later, Taco Bell revealed that it was all a practical joke, and so people were quite relieved at that point. Oh, good. Yeah. Mike McCurry, who was the press secretary at the White House at the time, contributed to the mayhem by saying, yes, it's true, the Taco Bell company is buying the Liberty Bell. Also, he said, another company has bought the Lincoln Memorial, and from now on, it would be known as the Ford Lincoln Mercury Memorial. (laughs) That's very good. Everybody loves a good April Fool's joke. Sure. Oh, sure. Okay, I think this is possibly my my favorite one. Okay. This is from from our friends at Burger King. Yeah? Yeah. Home of the Whopper. Yeah. The world's largest burger. Right. Yeah. In 1999, Burger King published a full-page advertisement in USA Today announcing the introduction of a new item to their menu, a left-handed Whopper, (laughs) specially designed for the 32 million left-handed Americans. What a concept! What a great idea! Why didn't I think of that?
1: Yeah.
0: According to their advertisement, the new Whopper included the same ingredients as the original Whopper: lettuce, tomato, you know, the hamburger patty, all that right. good stuff. Yeah. But what they do- what they had done was to to rotate everything in the burger 180 degrees for the benefit of their left-handed customers. <laughs> what a great idea!
2: <laughs> and it was on in the national newspaper.
0: It was in the USA Today national newspaper. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the following day, Burger King uh, had another advertisement saying, "Guess what? Just a joke." <laughs> <laughs> but they also they also said that thousands of customers had gone into their restaurants to request the new left-handed Whopper.
2: Way to go! <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I like one of those left-handed Whoppers, please.
2: Oh my gosh!
0: People are gullible, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. In the United States of America. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> Well, there you go. One more. This happened in uh, 1985. A writer in the Sports Illustrated magazine Mm -hmm. announced that there was a new pitcher that he was going to play for the New York Mets, and his name was Sid Finch. Amazingly, he could throw a baseball with pinpoint accuracy at 168 miles per hour.
2: 168?
0: 168 miles per hour, which was 65 miles per hour, faster than any human being had ever thrown a baseball. Yeah. Amazingly enough. Surprisingly, uh, this this pitcher had never even played baseball before. But what he had done was he had mastered the art of the pitch in a Tibetan monastery under the guidance of the great poet saint, <laughs> Lama Miloraspa. <laughs> 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 New York I Mets, like that. New York Mets fans were overjoyed. Oh, oh sure. They, they couldn't believe their good fortune. <laughs> and they... Uh, they, they flooded the magazine with requests request for more information. Tell us more about this guy. We want to know more. Yeah. We're so excited. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, of course, uh, this legendary player only existed in the imagination of George Plimpton, the writer of the April sure. Fool's article. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So? <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Some of the best April Fool's jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, guess what? I'm Doug DeLong.
2: And I'm Jim Gura.
0: And we are here once again for Planet Japan, episode 92. Yay! Wow, racing toward the big 100. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, this will be our last show together, at least for a little while. That's right. Because uh, Amy's coming back next week. She'll be mm-hmm. here with her friend Paul for right. the next uh, two weeks while okay. I'm vacationing in sunny California and Colorado. Great. Yeah, having a good old time. Yeah. Then I'll be back, and Amy and I will do some shows together, and uh, we may be calling on you in the future, though. You've done an amazing job. Let's hear it for Junko, ladies and gentlemen. thank
2: you. (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Okay, we want to remind people that we do have a brand new, exciting email address.
2: Oh, is that right? Yeah, our email
0: address is now planetjapan07 at gmail.com.
2: Oh, how neat.
0: I love my Gmail. Good. And uh, we also put a fun little box on the website at Mm planetjapan.org, where people can enter their email address... And then every week, the instant, the moment that a new episode is published, we will rush you an email right to your email box, and you will be among the first to hear the new episode. Oh, good. You will never again miss an episode of Planet Japan.
2: Oh, that's neat.
0: Because, you know, if you miss an episode of Planet Japan, your whole life can just, you know, go down the toilet. (laughs) Okay, so we were talking about this uh, fake baseball pitcher. Right. Now, all the uh, talk around Japan these days, and the U.S. too, for that matter, is this hot new Japanese baseball pitcher whose name is?
2: Daisuke Matsuzaka.
0: That's entirely correct. Mm-hmm. Do you know which team he's playing for now?
2: New York. Ah,違った. Boston. That's
0: right. The Boston. Red Sox. Red Sox. Okay. <laughs> very good. I thought
2: it was White Sox? No, Chicago White That's Sox. the Chicago
0: White Sox. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's a phenomenal uh, pitcher. He'll be making his debut here very soon yeah in the us mm-hmm. and uh the Boston Red Sox paid him something like fifty four gazillion dollars
2: that's what I heard making
0: him the richest man on the planet Wow yeah I'm jealous so people are are excited to see if he's really gonna live up to his uh billing sure. as it were yeah now some of the excitement has to do with uh, a pitch they're calling the gyro pitch
2: Gy- gyro ball
0: the gyro Which, ball yeah yeah it's it's a kind of a magic pitch yeah that uh, cannot be hit. (laughs) It's impossible to hit it. There's some debate that uh, whether or not Matsuzaka actually throws this ball or not. Right. Computer expert uh, Rotaro Himeno Mm -hmm. ran it uh, through a computer simulation to study exactly how it works. Oh, I see. Along with Tokyo baseball trainer Kazushi Tezuka, they wrote a book about it called The Truth About the Miracle Pitch. So it's kind of this exotic, uh, exciting new pitch that people think Matsuzaka-san may indeed have mastered. I see. Now, while, but
2: nobody knows.
0: Well, it's 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 up in the air. People, uh, there's a lot of debate back and forth about whether if this is is, is this truly a new pitch. First of all, and, I see. And does he actually throw it? Hmm. Now, if you've never seen a gyro ball being pitched before, what happens is the pitcher throws it towards the plate, and then suddenly.
2: It disappears?
0: It stops in midair and reverses itself and comes back towards the pitcher. And then it reverses itself again, does a couple of backflips. Finally, about 10 minutes later, it reaches the plate, and of course the batter cannot 10
2: hit minutes it. later?
0: It takes a while. It's a slower pitch.
2: I see. Yeah. It's another April Fool's.
0: Something like that. Okay. So sometime next week, we will find out. Sure. People will be studying Matsuzaka's balls, okay. as, as it were.
2: I can't wait. <laughs>
0: Okay. It'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, we've got just a ton of email the last week.
2: Oh, is that right?
0: Oh, we got a bunch. Good. Yeah, some really interesting stuff. Now, first of all, you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a riddle, and we asked people to try to answer it. That's right. Okay. So, do you remember how that riddle went?
2: Uh, kind of. It was something like, the person who makes it doesn't need it. The person who buys it doesn't use it. The person who uses it doesn't know it.
0: Indeed. Okay. Yeah. And out of the thousands of uh, emails that we got, only one listener by the name of Ken correctly guessed it was a coffin. Yay. Way to go, Ken. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's a coffin. Congratulations to Ken.
2: Yay.
0: He will receive a free coffin from Planet Japan.
2: Is that right? That's our prize. Wow. Yeah.
0: So thank you, Ken. I got another email from a listener named Matt. Okay. He had found a very interesting uh, video on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He wanted us to take a look at it and let him know if we thought it was legitimate or not. Okay. Okay. What is it? It's a, it's a video of a guy named Ken Tanaka. Okay. So we took a look at it. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll play just a little, <laughs> little bit of it here, let people give, get an idea of what's going on here. Sure. Okay, so here's here's Ken Tanaka.
3: Konnichiwa, YouTube. Uh, Tanaka, Ken desu. Hello YouTube, my name is Ken Tanaka and I come from Japan, from Shimane Prefecture. Uh, I am in Los Angeles searching for my, my real mother and father. Uh, oh, you are probably thinking, What? Shut up! You are crazy! You are not Japanese! You are a white person! And it's true, I am a white person, but... I was raised in Japan. Uh, when I was a very small white baby, my, uh, I was adopted by a Japanese family and taken to Shimane where I was raised. Uh, in, in the 1970s, Japan had a big boom economy and it was very popular for uh, the Japanese people to adopt a white baby and take back to Japan. Uh, I think it's very similar to uh, how American celebrity can adopt uh, African baby and bring home like uh, Madonna and Angelina Jolie.
0: So there you go, there's that's Mr. Ken Tanaka. Yeah. Apparently adopted by a Japanese couple and uh, raised in Japan. Yep. And is back now in Los Angeles searching <laughs> Los for Angeles. his real parents. Yep. So uh, Matt was wondering uh, you know, is this guy for real or is he just yanking our chain
2: oh he's fake
0: you think so oh yeah pulling our leg Uh
2: uh-huh because if he was raised in japan he would pronounce los angeles los angeles not los angeles
0: oh my god so you're saying his accent isn't quite spot on right (laughs) well here's the funny thing yeah Uh, a lot of people who left comments on his uh site there on his youtube page apparently believe he's for real Oh, no. Offering to help him find his real parents in Los Angeles. Oh, that's so too bad. Yeah. When in reality, apparently, he's just the uh, newest version of Barat. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I love Barat, by the way. Have you seen Barat?
2: Uh-uh.
0: Oh, you got to watch Barat.
2: Do you have a DVD? I do, yeah. Really?
0: It's quite amusing. Can
2: I see it? Oh, sure. Thank you. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. But, yeah, to answer to answer Matt's question, uh, no, he's not for real, but he is quite amusing.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's very
0: amusing. He's Yeah, he's kind of yeah. funny.
2: Yeah. At all. <laughs> so <did they>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'll put a link in the show notes and people can watch the video sure. for themselves. Okay. Yeah. And let's see. We got an interesting email from Mike Denny. Responded to our story about the sushi police who were going to Los Angeles to uh, check out the authenticity of the yeah. Japanese restaurants there. Right. Mike says, uh, for your information, the Japanese restaurant certification scheme looks at things like... Does the restaurant use Japanese food preparation methods? Is the ambiance Mm Japanese-like? And what is the hygiene like?
2: Hygiene. Yeah.
0: He says it does not require that the ingredients be from Japan. I see. Ah, Okay, that's interesting. He said also they are pretty aware, they being the Japanese government, that sushi in Japan itself has lots of different variations, so they expect the same in other countries. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Got an interesting email from uh, a woman named Chris in my home state.
2: Oh, is that right? Colorado. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she says, I'm an avid fan of Planet Japan. Good. She was in Japan uh, living here for about a month, I guess, and she uh, fell in love, she says, with uh, with Japan.
2: Oh, good. Good for her.
0: She says, when I get back to Colorado, maybe her and I can go by the focus on the family and flip them off. Oh. Now, that does sound like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so thank you, Chris. Now, whenever possible, we uh, we like to give a little uh, help to our listeners who are doing their own podcast.
2: Oh, I see, yeah. And sure. one of our
0: listeners just started up his own podcast. Oh, neat. His name is uh, Todd Bachman, and his uh, podcast is called Millionaire Coaching. He's at www.millionairecoaching.com. And he helps people who are interested in like uh, real estate investing and so forth. I see. Shows them how they can get rich doing it.
2: Oh, I want to be rich. Yeah,
0: maybe we should check it out. Sure. Yeah, actually, I did listen to a little bit of it. It sounds very good, very professional. And Is that right? People should check it out.
2: Sure, Yeah, we'll I put will.
0: A, we'll put a link on the blog to that as well. Great. Thank you, Todd.
2: Thanks, Todd.
0: Okay, and that's it for this week's email. Boy, we got a lot of email this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: We loved it.
0: That was just the tip of the iceberg, actually. We had 5,000 emails.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay, well, that's not really true.
2: April Fool's. April Fool's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, uh, our, our friend Al Gore... Yeah. Was on uh, Capitol Hill the other day testifying about this whole global warming problem. Right. Right. Japan is finally doing something about it. Okay. And it's a very interesting solution. What is it? They've designed a a bra that doubles as a shopping bag.
2: Uh, A bra?
0: A bra by day, (laughs) a shopping bag by night, as it were.
2: (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) Good idea? You think?
0: I think. Here's how it works.
2: Where do I take it off?
0: Well, we'll get to that. Oh. <laughs> now, here's the idea. In Japan, uh, it's amazing how many plastic bags are uh, are distributed, and a lot of them, 30% of them, are just thrown away. Yeah. Every year, Japanese shoppers get an estimated 30 billion plastic shopping bags. A lot of times, they'll put it in a plastic bag and put that bag in another plastic bag. Yeah. It's just kind of silly. Like,
2: have you gone to a pastry store? Exactly. Yeah.
0: It's plastic and plastic and plastic. I know. Yeah. Now, in terms of the oil resources needed to produce these plastic uh, bags, the 30 billion plastic bags represents two giant tankers full of oil.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's a lot.
0: And like I said, 30% of these bags are being thrown away without ever being reused. And that uh, causes huge environmental problems. Sure. Including contributing to global warming.
1: Of course.
2: So
0: what our friends over at the Triumph International Japan Company yeah, have done is they've designed a brand new kind of bra, <laughs> made from recycled plastic bottles.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and they've uh, designed it so that it can double as a shopping bag. So you don't have to get a plastic shopping bag. You just whip off your bra, <laughs> and in, in about, front uh, of who? Uh, God and everybody. <laughs> and in about twenty seconds, you've got a, a shopping bag.
2: Oh my God!
0: Indeed. Now here's here's how it works. When the bra is being worn, the shopping bag portions are folded away inside the bra cups, where they serve as extra padding.
2: Oh, I see.
0: Always useful to have. The bra quickly converts into a shopping bag by removing the bag portions from the cups and connecting the hooks on the bra's underwire. The lace cups serve as decoration along with the shoulder straps, which are disconnected and tied to the top of the bag as ribbons. (laughs) So it becomes a very beautiful shopping bag.
2: You look really happy today.
0: I think this is an ingenious uh, <laughs> device. <laughs> Good. And I'm looking forward to standing in line at the supermarket, watching women whipping off their bras and converting them to shopping bags.
2: Yeah. Let me know what it was like. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what it is. Uh, this bra bag is the perfect place.
2: <laughs> bra bag?
0: To, it's the perfect place to, to put your melons. Yeah, yeah. As it were. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Dun, oh, yeah. Ba-dun, ba-dun, bum. <laughs> Boom. The bra bag brought to you by... The Triumph Triumph International International. Japan. Wow. You know, it occurs to me that uh, the bra bag is great for the women. What about the guys? What are they going to do? I'm thinking jockstrap, perhaps. (laughs) So there you go. Bra bags are going to save us all from global warming. Good. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm excited about the bra bag. (laughs) Well, let's see. I guess uh, it must be time for Dick of the Week. Oh, is it? Are you excited? Oh, yes. Oh, sure. You love those dicks. Yep. You betcha. Yep. Okay, this week's Dick of the Week is a 42-year-old Japanese man from uh, Kyoto. Okay. His name is Akira Takai.
2: Takai Akira-san.
0: That's right, yeah. He's a company employee and um, he was annoyed that they had built a big building next to his building which blocked the sun. Yeah. I can see why that would be annoying. Sure. Yeah, you used to get a lot of sun into your your apartment. Suddenly they make this big high rise and you don't get the sun anymore. Right. So he decided he was going to take matters into his own hands. Yeah. And he got a uh, a rifle and started firing it at the building that they had built. What? Apparently feeling that maybe if he shot at it enough times, the building would collapse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, how smart.
0: Indeed, yeah. He was quoted as telling the police when they arrested him, well, less sunlight was coming in after the condo was built, but no measures were taken about it, and my frustration built up. <laughs> No measures were taken. I'm not sure what he expected people to do about that. (laughs) I guess he thought he'd just call up and say, hey, come on over and, and take down this building for me.
2: Yeah. Apparently
0: that didn't work, so he just started firing on it. Wow. Luckily, no one was injured, but he did shoot about a dozen bullets at the building from about 50 meters away. He
2: had real bullets?
0: Oh, sure. Wow. He damaged the external walls on the 8th to 11th floors, six aluminum railings on the emergency stairway, and two lights. The extent of the damage. Hmm. Taken away by the police, a sad day for Akira, but as compensation, he is our dick of the week.
2: Sure. Congratulations to Akira. Yay.
0: <laughs> We're coming close to the end of the show, but not before we do Nihongo Agogo. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep. So this week's Nihongo Agogo takes a look at one of the most popular words in Japanese, which is. Gambate? Gambate. Oh. Yeah, people say gambate or gambare
2: uh-huh. a lot. Yeah.
0: It's one of the words you hear over and over again. Yeah. And why don't you explain to people when we use that word?
2: Gambare is the word when you want to cheer somebody up, mm-hmm. like in a sports game or maybe somebody taking a test.
0: Okay. So or... you're kind of offering encouragement to right, right. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And we also use it a lot to... To kind of mean good luck, right?
2: Right, yeah. yeah.
0: Good luck on that Gambare. test. Or good luck in that game. Or...
2: Right, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. And if you're cheering for your team, you can also say... Gambare. Gambare.
2: Nippon.
0: Gambare Nippon. Uh-huh. You hear that a lot at sporting events, yeah. for example.
2: Nippon.
0: There Nippon. you go. Nippon. Bum, bum,
2: bum. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I found a related phrase that's kind of fun. Okay. Okay, why don't you read it for me, then I'll try to... Explain to people what it means.
2: no?
0: <laughs> One more time, slowly.
2: no?
0: Oh, that's very nicely done.
2: <laughs> and it means?
0: It means, uh, literally it means, Hey, where are your balls?
2: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you use it. I suspect mostly guys use it. Yeah. To say to other guys, like, uh, for example, if they're not really trying hard in a game. Another example, uh, Maybe they're in a bar and they're, they're not doing very well picking up uh, some cute girl. I see. Exactly. You, you say to your friend, hey, where are your balls? Kind of like, uh, hey, don't be such a wuss. Right. Yeah, there you go. That's a useful phrase to know. You think? Where are your balls? How would you say, where are your gyro balls?
2: <laughs>
0: People are going to be asking Matsuzaka that question
2: Yeah. next week. That's right. Indeed. Sure.
0: Yeah, good luck. Yeah. To everyone and their balls.
2: Dai-chan, ganbatte.
0: Yeah. Where are your balls? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it's probably time to get the heck out of here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, before we go, I want to remind people that they can go over to iTunes and uh, write a review. We've got several really nice reviews recently. Is that right? Yeah, and so uh, if people could go on over there and, and uh, just, you know, Write a little review about what they think of the show. Yeah. As long as it's a nice review. Right. Don't even think about saying anything bad about the show. That's true. No, because I know where where people live. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll take them out. Sure. Oh, yeah. Good. No problem. Okay. You can write a review just, if you want to, just by opening up your iTunes software, doing a search for Planet Japan, you'll find the podcast page there. Good. We've also got a link over at the uh, website if you want to go there. That's right. You can find it. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy. Just to leave your little review there, and we would really appreciate it. We're trying to get kind of a uh, collection, if you will, of reviews. Sure. So people have a good idea of what's going on here. Right. Yeah. Good idea. Once again, Junko, thanks very much for doing an outstanding job. <laughs> and I suspect we'll see you back here again in the sure. not-too-distant future. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Amy and Paul will be here next week. I'll be gone <laughs> next week having a good old time back in the U.S. of A. Good, good. Amy and I will be back in uh, three weeks. Okay. Back to the uh, original Planet Japan formula, sure. if you will. Yep. And we'll end the show tonight with a very cool song from a group called Japan Remix. This is called Samurai Champlo. Okay, thanks everyone. We'll talk to you later. See you soon. Bye.
1: Bye. Matayoga.